magic moment So different and so new Was like any other Until I kiss you And then it happened It took me by surprise I knew that you felt it too By the look in your eyes Sweeter than wine Softer than the summer night Everything I want I have Whenever I hold you tight This magic moment While your lips are close to mine Will last forever Forever till the end of time Oh, oh, oh Hello and welcome to Soundwave I'm your host Matt And over to the right of me is Eric Am I unmuted? You're unmuted, sir. Oh, okay. Hi. Hey, that was just for the intro that we muted us. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and across from me is Serena. Hello. Welcome Hello. back to the show. Thank you. Uh, yes, it's been a busy couple weeks for you over there, Eric. Yeah. I, I moved and stuff. Moved and stuff. Uh, and you have your own room and... I know. It's nice, man. <laughs> and a PS4? What? And a PS4, yeah, dude. What? Is this guy awesome. like a drug dealer and he just has excess PS4s no, and gave you one? His ex-girlfriend bought him one and he bought one like the same day and then he won one like... What? I don't know how. And then he's like, I've got one in my closet. You can have it. So room. he has three PS4s. Yep. What, so was his girlfriend have one and he has one and you have one? Yep, pretty much. Damn. That's a little excessive. <laughs> a little it bit. is. <laughs> Does he also have PS3s too? I don't I don't know. Oh, okay. He's got a Wii. He's got a Wii. Yeah, we played Wii Bowling and I kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> I haven't played <laughs> Wii Bowling in a long time. because I know how to cheat at that game. <laughs> oh, we had a lot of fun with your Wii over at your old house, Serena. Oh, good times. <laughs> yeah, Wiis are fun. I miss that Wii. Oh my God, fucking uh, Mario Kart, the best. Mario Kart. I still have my N64. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. We had Mar- we had the sixty four night the other night. Uh-huh. Oh. That was a good time. That was fun. Uh, anything you've been up to, Serena? Working. And you got a new job? Well, kind of a new job. Um, I'm an assistant manager uh, at Afton Alps. Yes. And it's stressful because it's snowing and cold. And if now. anybody wants a job at Afton Alps, yeah, if you need a job, uh, come apply. I can be your manager. It'll be fun. <laughs> Where's that at? <laughs> uh, well. It's called Afton Alps because it's technically in Afton, um, but it's really in Hastings, Minnesota. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. it takes a long time to get to it from Afton, doesn't it? Yeah, probably like 10 minutes, (laughs) but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. There was one night when I was driving around aimlessly and uh, the radio went out and I thought it was really far away, but no, it was just by Afton Alps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. (laughs) Do you yell at people like, no running on the slopes? No, that was my old job when I was a lifeguard. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, not so much anymore. Somebody called today and asked if uh, they could walk around on the hill. I was like, there's kind of like giant machinery pushing snow around (laughs) and we're making snow. So it's a blizzard. And so we probably shouldn't have people just wandering around on the hill getting run over. That sounds like it'd be fun if the snow cats weren't there and just a blizzard on the hill. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful there because there's actual snow, but. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hooray oh, cool. snow. Yeah. Uh, heard any new music? Mm, no. No? Mm-mm. No. 
I listened to the new Foo Fighters album earlier, Carlos Gates. Ooh, what do you think so far? It's it's pretty good. Um, they have better albums, and I, I, I don't want to talk bad, but it kind of sounds the same as like their last, you know. Uh, it's it's okay. They have a couple decent songs, uh, uh, and there's a few of them that are, they kind of differentiate from what you would think Foo Fighters do. I really like the concept of where they went around the U.S. and picked different uh, studios to f- record uh-huh. each song at. But uh, we'll get more in detail with that on the next show because yes. Carlos wants to review that for yes, us. Yes, he wants to talk about it. So, yes, that'll be cool. Uh, I haven't heard too many new songs. There's this one. Uh, you know how I love Ryan Adams. They have a Super Chunk. Do you know Super Chunk? Yes, I know Super Chunk. They did a, a redo of Come Pick Me Up. Oh, nice. And it's like a fast version, which I wasn't expecting, but it's Super Chunk, so that makes sense. Uh, here's a little clip of it. Yeah, I think it works, actually. It's, it's really good. I like that. It's a lot different than the original, that's for sure, but I think it works. What that, do you think, Serena? That's sort of the kind of music that I really hate. Yeah, I know. Like, as, soon as, as soon as it started playing, I was like, mm, no. Ooh, that's the wrong time for that one. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I closed a window and it started playing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't love it. No, yeah. But that'll happen. I thought it was a. <laughs> I thought it was cool that well, normally like people make cover songs and it's a completely right. different song, but that still has the same kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, that's all I've really heard. Let's go into the music news then. <laughs> music news. <laughs> <laughs> so professional here. Yeah, consummate professionals. <laughs> uh, and seeing as you just heard the clip of that last one, I'll start off with that. Uh, Pharrell, Pharrell and Robin Thicke have lost their first legal battle against Marvin Gaye's family in the ongoing Blurred Lines dispute. The judge has ruled that a team of experts made a sufficient showing that elements of Blurred Lines may substantially be similar to the protected original elements of Got to Give It Up. Defendants have identified these with particularly for the purpose of analytic, analytic desertion. Uh, it's an ongoing battle, I guess. The family is like, hey, this is our this is our father's song, so uh, what are you doing with it? Oh, yeah. And uh, here is a clip of Back to Back so you can kind of hear the similarities. This is the shitty version? This is Blurred Lines. Okay. Yeah, this sucks. And this is Marvin Gaye. The bass isn't as pumped as the Robin Thicke version, but... This one's better. This one sucks. Well, not that it sucks or that that one's better. <laughs> do they sound similar? Yes, yes. they do. Okay. Yes, they That's do. That's the exact same bass line. Yeah, yeah. The the other one, they've totally clearly bumped the bass up in the yeah. Robin Thicke version, but yeah. that bass line is still there in Marvin Gaye's version mm-hmm. with like a little differentiation. But yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I agree with uh, Marvin Gaye's family on that one. Yes, for sure. All right. 
I think Marvin Gaye's family should shoot them in the head. <laughs> now, come on. <laughs> That's a great Marvin what's Gaye kinda, joke. Come what's, on. What's kind of interesting, though, is like you, the family actually isn't out just to get money because uh, Robin Thicke offered them a six-figure settlement, and they denied it in private. Hmm. Well, I'd take it. <laughs> I'd have you taken ass. a four-figure settlement. <laughs> Shit, probably a three-figure settlement. Give me 120 bucks. We'll call it cool. <laughs> uh, Anderson Cooper has uh, a recurring segment on a CNN show where he briefly takes aim at surreal news items. This time, he targeted Smashing Pumpkins' Billy Corgan for posing with his cats on the cover of Paws Chicago magazine. <laughs> uh, the magazine is for no-kill animal shelter, Paws Chicago. He also showed a clip of the furniture store advertisement uh, Billy Corgan did for a pro re- with his pro wrestling company. Uh, wait, wait, Billy yeah, Corgan has a pro wrestling. I guess company? so. I didn't. I <laughs> found. Back, yes. Back up. Go, Google. go. You go. Yeah, but he uh, was in a furniture advertisement with his pro wrestling group. I guess. Uh, but <laughs> there's just so many good things about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, a great story. Corgan, of course, took uh, took to Twitter to retaliate, and he says, "At Anderson Cooper, sorry to disappoint, but I'm not raising." I am not raising Kane for the great organization like at Pause Chicago. I'm still making real music. Hmm. Something. Uh, here's a clip of <laughs> Anderson Cooper. Diamond's Dream came out in 1993 and sold 6 million copies worldwide and is listed on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Smashing Pumpkins made more records, but you really don't hear much about them much these days until... That is now, because tonight I'm happy to report that frontman Billy Corgan is back and edgier than ever on the cover <laughs> of Paws Chicago magazine. Now, I don't know if you can read the sub-headline there. It says, yes. Billy Corgan's Siamese Dream. Well played, Paws Chicago. Well played. <laughs> now, this is a kind of jarring event for a couple of reasons. One being that it made us Google what else Billy Corgan has been up to. And apparently, just last year, he was in a commercial for a Chicago furniture store. <laughs> It's a Waltree Smith chair. The guy was going to smash it over his head. And he's like, wait, that sounded like an awesome commercial. Alternative rocker. But I think maybe there's more to this. Maybe he's being ironic. Or maybe when the cool rock stars start doing less rock starry things, it kind of makes us face our own mortality. See, I want REM to stay just the way I know and love them. I don't want Everybody Hurts to suddenly be used in an Excedrin commercial. I don't ever want to see a product called Eddie Vedder's Prune Jam. And I want to see neither <laughs> Stephen Malkmus nor Tom York on the cover of AARP magazine. Although I have to say, Bruce Springsteen makes it look pretty good. And yes, that is a real cover. I don't think he cooperated with it. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes. I thought that was kind of funny. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, I've never watched any of Anderson Cooper. No, know. me neither. I don't really know anything about him. He's a shithead sometimes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. He's a shithead. Uh, David Byrne wrote an essay about My Dream Duets by Barry Manilow. It's an LP that is all duets with dead people. Marilyn Monroe, John Denver, Whitney Houston, Judy Garland are just some of them. Uh, Byrne discusses how the album presents an unsettling disconnect between perception and reality. He writes, What we see, hear, and feel is not necessarily what is actually going on. We can no longer trust our senses. Then what can we trust? In this way, Mr. Manilow's record is bluntly confronting us with the cognitive dissonance. Big words, David Byrne. (laughs) (laughs) He never conceals the fact that his (laughs) duetting with his... (laughs) 
<laughs> he never conceals the fact that he's duetting with his favorite dead singers, free of risks involved involved in getting their permission, let alone in actually collaborating. But once the digital patchwork is complete, he and his partner sound unanimously chummy and affirmative and defect-free. It's creepy, but in your head. If you listen, the illusion is totally believable. And then he gets more philosophical from there, and he wonders, for example... Can I make a rep- record with folks who haven't been born yet? <laughs> what, <laughs> the f- what the fuck, dude? You can <laughs> no, read you the can't. whole thing on ta- talkhouse.com. What is he on drugs? I love David Barry. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty great. He's so great and he's right. It's weird. Yep. I don't like that. No, yeah, I was listening to the songs and he like he just took the vocal tracks from like the master tracks and r- he the songs all sound the same but more up to date. Right. And then he's singing and then all of a sudden John Denver chimes in and then he Mimic salmon. Ish. I could have done that in my basement. <laughs> that's probably what he did. Probably. <laughs> right. In his very lavish basement, yeah. though. Not yeah, like that's, basement. that's an interesting idea for an album, Mr. Manilow. And David Byrne, you are correct. Yeah. I bet Barry Manilow's basement's furnished. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to be. And the, the walls Is it just because you're looking money. at this one? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the walls like, I'm might ima- be finished. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining his basement is probably a lot nicer than ours. Uh, along with the annual festival in Chicago, Lollapalooza is also hosting fests in Chile, Brazil, and Argentina. And now it's announced it will head to Europe. Lollapalooza Ber- Berlin will take place next e- next year. Uh, it's at an airport, actually, which hasn't been open th- since 2008. That'd oh. be kind of cool seeing it that on a would runway. That would be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I would pretend I was an airplane and land. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be on acid at this time, too? Probably. <laughs> uh, back in 1984, Boomtown Rat singer Bob Geldof mobilized a number of British musicians for Do They Know It's Christmas, a charity single that aimed at spreading awareness for the famine in Ethiopia. <laughs> the song was recorded twice in 1989 and 2004 for similar charity purposes. Now Geldof has announced plans for the forthcoming version of it uh this time he enlists bono which has been in it all the time so far sam smith ellie goulding uh underworld which is really cool uh sinead o'connor bastille Ed- sinead <laughs> sinead uh one direction and elbow and more will be added hmm. so uh this is kind of breaking news uh half of it anyways uh, ACDC drummer Phil Rudd of 68 has been charged with attempting to arrange a murder. Uh, Rudd's house was raided. He is also facing charges of threatening to kill and p- possession of methamphetamine and cannabis. Mm. Uh, cool. He supposedly, by the Sydney Morning Herald, he asked a hitman to kill two people. He hired him, actually. Uh, a bail was scheduled and court appearances in three weeks. Yeah, well, if you're doing meth, you might hire hitmen to kill people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other ACDC members... Especially if they take your meth. <laughs> the other members of ACDC gave statement to Rolling Stone about Rudd's arrest. We've only become aware of Phil's arrest as it was new- breaking in the news. We have no further comment. Phil's absence will not affect the release of our new album or our upcoming tour next year. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Thank God. <laughs> I was concerned. Uh, Pink Floyd have shared the video for Louder Than Words, which appears on the new album, The Endless River. Louder Than Words is the last song on The Endless River, and it features the only lyrics in the whole entire album. Uh, Gilmore told Rolling Stone that it's likely to be the last song the band ever records. And uh, here's a little clip of it. With world-weary grace 
kind of funny watching David Gilmore sing. <laughs> he's got a weird face on him doing that stuff. He's got a weird face. <laughs> he's got that weird face on him going. He's got a British face. He does. He's like, oh, look at me. I'm David Gilmore. But for peak Supposedly slower. there's a tour that's going to be happening, too. Oh, shit. Yes. He said it's an old man's tour. It's not going to be some 200 dates. That's one of his quotes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to be in like London, Paris, and LA. There'll be a couple places in the US. If it's in Chicago, we should go. And Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. going to be over by five o'clock so they can go to dinner. <laughs> Fine with me. I'll see David Gilmore at two in the afternoon. Uh Oh, yeah. The Cranberries front woman, Dolores Riordan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She was arrested in Ireland, uh, having allegedly assaulted a flight attendant during the flight from New York, heading home. Uh, Witnesses say that Riordan had an an altercation with one of the flight attendants. The Irish Times reports the attendant's foot was fractured when she stomped on it, and during the arrest, (laughs) the singer allegedly spit on an officer and headbutt the other one. What on earth? <laughs> she stomped on someone's foot and, she broke, and, she, and bit on an officer? I guess so. She, she's That's a, crazy. A feisty, she's, yeah, feisty little she's NRA member there. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally in the news, uh, Max Martin, First Aid Kit, Robin, and Avicii have become new poster stamps in Sweden. Uh, the population of only 9 million and a third of the world and a third in the world in pop music exports. Uh, Post Nord is profiling these achievements by issuing stamps featuring a selection of Swedish artists. Hmm. They are available January 15th. No Bjork? Maybe she might be on it. Is she Swedish or is she Icelandic? Oh, she's yeah, she's well, same fucking thing. No, no, come on, no. All right, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah, I I do. Oh, that's good. This day in history. So I'm kind of keeping this one in line with the theme for today. So, you know, don't tell everybody what it is. Let, let them guess while they're at home. Oh, okay. In 1952, the first ever UK pop chart was published by the New Musical Express after staff asked 53 record shops to divulge their sales returns. Here in My Heart by Al Martino was the first number one. 1954, Bill Haley's rendition of Shake, Rattle, and Roll peaks at number seven during its U.S. chart run of 27 weeks. Producer Milt Gabler said later that he cleaned up the lyrics from Joe Turner's original uh, in order to ensure radio airplay. Hmm. Because, you know, they probably said boob or something (laughs) stupid like that. 1955, Billboard introduces the Top 100 format, which will combine record sales with radio and jukebox play to arrive at uh, standings. The Four Aces' Love is a Mini Splendored Thing has the distinction of being the first number one record using the new calculation method. Also in 1955, Billboard magazine publishes the results of its annual disc jockey poll. The most played R&B single is Johnny Ace's Pledging My Love. The most promising artist is Chuck Berry. The favorite R&B artist is Fats Domino. And Elvis Presley is voted the most promising country and western artist. Rock and roll wasn't a thing at that time. I was going to pick Fats Domino for our theme. Oh, well, you should have. I should have, I guess. So does that mean it's time for a weekly theme? Well, are you stopping me right there? I thought that was your ending. No, I have more. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I have lots more. Oh. 1956, Elvis Presley makes his acting debut as the movie Love Me Tender premieres. Despite critical reaction, it takes nearly $4 million in just two months, which is like $400 million of money in our time. That's a lot of money. That is. 
1957, Buddy Holly's Peggy Sue is released in the U.S., where it will rise to number three and stay on the chart for 16 weeks. It was also a big hit in the U.K., reaching number six. I always think of uh, Almost Famous when I think of Peggy Sue, because mm-hmm. they're on the plane, Peggy Sue. Yep. Yeah, yep. I always think of Pe- uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Oh, yeah. You remember that movie? Mm-hmm. I don't. I do. <laughs> 1958, Elvis Presley's Hound Dog became the third record in history to sell over 3 million copies, joining White Christmas by Bing Crosby and Gene Autry's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And finally, since you guys want me to hurry up, 1959, Johnny and the Moondogs, consisting of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison, appear in the final round of Burton's TV Star Search at the Hippodrome Theater in Manchester, where they perform Think It Over and It's So Easy. Judging was done by the volume of applause for each group and at the uh, at the end of the night. Unfortunately, the Moondogs didn't have enough money to stay overnight and were forced to head back to Liverpool before they were called back to stage. Oh. Because they won. Oh, sad day. It sucks, right? <laughs> the, the, what Poor was them. the place called? What, uh, it's TV Star Search at no. the Hippodrome. The Hippodrome. The That's Hippodrome. a good name. It is a good name. That's a famous theater. The Hippodrome. <laughs> There's one in D.C. too. Hippodrome taking you over. Oh, yeah. Let me see that Hippodrome. <laughs> hippodrome. Johnny and the Moondogs entering your Hippodrome. Where are you going for? Let me see that Tootsie Roll, but let me see that Hippodrome. Let me see that Hippodrome. <laughs> to the left. To the left. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Horrible. We're Canadian, eh? Eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I guess I'm not supposed to tell you what the weekly theme is because you're supposed to guess by the end of this, huh? Uh, Well, I mean, you can tell now. Oh, okay. Uh, The weekly theme this week has been changed to 1950 to 1965 because uh, Eric picked a 51 and Serena picked a 64. That's because we're cool. (laughs) The internet lied to me. Oh, that's okay. Now we we just got a wider span of songs. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Oh, okay. did that on purpose. Ah, there we go. Uh, so yes, I thought it was a really fun, uh, a fun theme. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a bit of a challenge because I mean, how young we are compared to how old these songs are. These are like our grandparents' songs, you know. And we're like, oh man, which one's cool? And then you're like, you have to find the cool ones because a lot of them are. are well, I guess a lot of these gay. would be my parents' songs, actually. Your parents must be old. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start it out. Uh, my first one is Just a Gigolo by Louis Prima in 1956. Could they say gigolo on the radio in that time? I don't even think they knew what a gigolo I was. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seems kind of something the yeah, FCC totally would be up in arms about. Yeah. <laughs> Very risky. Oh, what they say. And there will come a day. What will they say about me when the end comes? I know there's just a jubilose. Life goes on without me. Right here. I ain't got nobody. Sad and 
I play that song at the bar all the time. <laughs> yeah. I was so surprised it was on the jukebox. I was really excited. Nice. You mean you mean you don't play the Sammy Hagar version? No, fuck that version. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you know what you got. Uh, my first song is Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash from 1955. Oh, okay. Because I thought that's what the theme was. It is. Well, 1950s. Yes. At the beginning. Anyway, um, yeah, Johnny Cash is the man. Yeah, what else do you have to say? <laughs> I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling. On down the sand and tall. When I was just a baby, my That song's so classic, you don't even have to talk about it. Nope. Right. You just be like, oh, Jenny Cash. All right, Eric, what you got? Um, the first one that I chose is a really cool song. Um, I first <laughs> learned about it in The Predator when um, they're going in on their helicopter to go and kill like oh my God, some guys I in the thought Amazon. Of that in a long time. Yeah. That's a really cool song, and then uh, uh, Jesse Ventura's like, oh, I'm going to play this kick-ass song, and it's called Long Tall Sally by Little Richard. And if nobody knew what you were going to say, they're probably like, oh, what did they play in Predator in the helicopter? <laughs> oh, Long Tall yeah. Sally by Little Richard. Yeah, that's right. Song rolls. Yeah, you stole it from me. God, that song's so good. I know, it's so cool. Yeah, Little Richard was always kind of terrifying to me. Like, yeah. he was, he's terrifying, he's but he... He's scary. Then all of a sudden but like, like oh, in the 50s, he like he was really wild and crazy yeah. and amazing. Right? Like, uh, we watched that the video I showed you of him playing live. Oh, yeah. The movie is yeah. called Let the Good Times Roll. It came out in the 70s, and it's a bunch of bands from the 50s and 60s and stuff, and it's like Motown and Chuck Berry and That's stuff like cool. that, and it was really cool. And there's a video of Little Richard going crazy and tearing his shirt off and shoes off and throwing them <laughs> yeah. into does the he, audience. Does he take his shirt off? Wow. Yeah, he like tears it in half and then tears it in chunks and throws it out in the audience huh. and takes a shoe off and throws that out in the audience. That's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden he starts running around the audience and the camera's like tracking him as the cops are all like pushing the people away. It's fucking amazing. The guy was a nut. <laughs> well, still is a nut. Yeah, yes. more so now. Yes. Yeah. After all that plastic surgery. Yes. I think uh, that song, uh, Androgynous, was probably written about him. Probably. <laughs> uh, my next one is Love Hurts by the Efferly Brothers from 1960. <laughs> Was it Joan Jett who did a cover of that song? No, I'm not sure. Somebody else did a cover of that song, too. I don't know. Wait, Joan Jett did a cover of Crimson and Clover. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody did a version of that. I can't remember. That song sounds like um, one of the ones you listen to at like, the malt shop with your girlfriend, and you guys are drinking like, a milkshake with two straws. <laughs> or else, or else yeah. looking longingly at each other. Some class dance or something, Yeah, too. yeah, something like that. 
Because everybody like, looked really spiffy back then. Yeah, and you couldn't like make out because yeah. it was illegal. Yeah, and you're wearing like a suit because you're at the malt shop. You're fucking classy. <laughs> well, yeah, the, classy uh, shit. I, w- I was at the bar and I was serving this old gentleman, and uh, him and his wife used to dance all the time, and they would know Cute. every single dance and everything. They've been together since '58, I think. Is said when we started Aww. dating, and like, yeah, he said they are at a town dance, and everybody's dressed to. To the nines, they're yeah. just perfect. And uh, him and his buddy stopped everybody in line and made them all line up to go outside the door. And they had to kiss each one of them on the lips at least one time before they could leave the place. And the boyfriends were like, "Oh yeah, go right ahead to the girlfriends and stuff." Back then, wow. Yes, that's not rapey at all. It's it's a little weird. A but little bit. Somehow it like works because they were fucking all classy. And in 1958, that yeah. like it, nobody was there to rape anybody right. at that so time. That's because you could still kiss somebody at that time yeah. without expecting to fuck them. So that's if I true. had like a tie on, you'd give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and no, because it's not 1950. Yeah, oh, damn it! When he was telling me driving, he was driving around with the Cadillac with his w- girlfriend at the time. They'd go cool. to St. Paul and hang out at a coffee shop, and they'd just stay there till four in the morning drinking ten cent coffee, all you can drink, and talking for hours. Cool. Yep. All right, Serena, what's your next one? All right, on that note, uh, Georgia on my mind, Ray Charles, 1960. Again, I don't really know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) This is another one you don't have to say much. The whole day day. Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Georgia. The song always reminds me of the Sandlot, even though it's America the Beautiful that oh, he sings in the yeah. Sandlot when the fireworks are going mm-hmm. off. But yeah, Ray Charles is cool. All right, Eric. Um, the next song I chose, um, ironically enough, I forgot both the name of the song and the artist. You'll find it ironic because the song's called Unforgettable by Nat King Cole. <laughs> <laughs> From 1951. 1951. 1950. <laughs> Unforgettable That's what you are Unforgettable Though near or far Like a song of love that clings to No, that one's before my parents' time. I would hope so. <laughs> or your parents could be my grandparents. <laughs> uh, I figured for my next one, no 1955 to 63 is complete without the Beatles' first album, so I picked Please Mr. Postman, the Beatles, from That 1957 to 63 is really a prime time for when rock was born. Oh, yeah. It's the beginning of rock and roll. That's really fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Serena. Uh, My next song is Stand By Me by Benny King. Uh, Oh, can I sing it? No. No. Oh, damn it. (laughs) 
<laughs> this song reminds me of Japan. Me too. Which is funny that we both did this in karaoke. Right. It's weird. Okay. I won't cry. I won't cry. No, I won't shed a tear. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a great tune. There's a lot of really powerful songs here. I know. That's what I was just thinking. Is like all of these songs are just like fucking beautiful. You know, like those songs that are just like, oh, this hurts. That's because, you know, nowadays everything is so stupid. You got like uh, that one girl that talks about like her anaconda or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Nicki Nicki Minaj. Or the the bass. Or, or yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like treble. All I like is bass or whatever. I remember her name. That shit's so Ari, Ariana Grande, is that it? No. 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 But yes, all be. these I songs, like, I have no idea. <laughs> to have a theme like this, they're the, I don't know. Yes. It's when people actually wrote music and it's not true. just like, hey, let's slap together a bunch of sensual lyrics. About but then booties. at the same time, you got, well, I mean, Phil Spector wrote tons and tons and tons of hit, but basically they're all about the same. A lot of the songs, they yeah. all sound about the same, same kind of cut and paste. But yes. Okay, Eric. Um, well, the next one that I picked is also from the birth of rock and or roll from 1957. All Shook Up by Elvis. Woo! So what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting wild as a bug. I'm in love. <laughs> I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My hand is shaking and my knees are weak. I can't seem to stand on my own two feet. Who do you think of when you have such luck? I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work if you don't have a mojo up afterwards. Yeah. If you just go, Whoa, at the end of it, just, something wrong with you? Seems weird. Do you have a peanut butter and banana sandwich lodged ooh, in your throat? Ooh. That was Elvis's favorite sandwich, by the way. Peanut butter and banana. Yep. Excuse me, Colonel, can you get me another peanut butter and banana sandwich? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, my final one is Having a Party by Sam Cooke from 1963. <laughs> this this album is one of the greatest albums. It's live somewhere. Uh, the From start to finish, the album is just amazing, and I wish I would have been there because they were having a party. Huh. Can't you just feel the emotion of the party yeah, there? that'd be fun. And everybody's just probably dancing like crazy with their babies. That's true. But I'm glad you weren't there because that means you would be really old. That's true. And then true. you probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. If you were, it would just be awkward. Like, who's this? It might be kind of cool if you're like recording with some really <laughs> hip old dude. Back in my day, we used to do that. I guess, I guess we've got to find a really hip old dude. Yeah, we do. Get him on the show. <laughs> Oh damn! All right, Serena, what's your last one? Um, 
I only want to be with you by uh, not Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish. blowfish. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, Dusty Springfield because she's also fucking cool. Yeah, she's pretty neat. Yes. Yeah. Also, wishing and hoping. Oh, so good. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, I didn't pick any female singers. I should have picked one. I w- if I would have, I would have picked "It's the End of the World" by Skeeter Davis. I think's her name. It's a song where the lady in "Girl Interrupted" commits suicide, and the records on repeat over and oh. over and over again. <gasps> it's one of the most hauntingly beautiful songs. Yeah, ever. I forgot about that yep. song. It's a good uh, song. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a really good song. Huh. All right, Eric. Um, well, the last one that I picked is uh, from a really cool kid. He's 17 years old, and he's chop- topping the charts. You know, like He was 17 at the time? 17 when he, wow. when he died. Um, it's uh, Richie Valens, La Bamba. Everybody knows the song, even though you don't know what the fuck he's saying. It's all good, because you're just like, all right, la, 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 bamba. La, 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 you know, it's good. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes, <laughs> that song is really good. It is really good. <laughs> I think uh, this is probably my favorite theme we've done on the show so far. I really enjoyed all the choices on this one a lot. Oh, it was good. We had a good mix. Yes, we and did. It was, I'm it proud. was just nice to hear different stuff for Jim. Yeah, right. I'm not picking Pearl Jam for this one. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'd also like to thank my dad for uh, getting me introduced to all these great songs, too. So, yes, thank you, Father. Way to go, Dad. Way I'd to go, Dad. like to thank my dad for listening. Yeah, hell yeah. He's listening right now. He probably doesn't know shit about these kind of musics. <laughs> these kind of music. And then he'll text and be like, damn it, son, I know all these songs. <laughs> uh, let us know what your favorite uh, 1950 to 65 <laughs> songs are on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's get a sweet little chat comment of videos going because it'd be fun. Uh, I got one more to leave you with here. Uh-oh. It's a nine-minute-long song, so uh, sit back and relax, and it's a lot of fun. It's called, uh, what is it called? Back at the Chicken Shack by Jimmy <laughs> Smith. It's an instrumental. Do you know the song? I might. I don't. Has it got banjos in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every other Thursday now, so next week we'll be off and you'll get to hear us the following week. The theme for the next show is non-English songs slash foreign songs. Is that is that about right, Eric? That sounds about right. Okay, you could have picked La Bamba for that week, too. I'm going to. No, we can't do that <laughs> twice no, I'm gonna in a pick, row. No, I'm going to pick La Bamba by um, those other guys, Los Lobos. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's different. Fine. <laughs> Uh, also, Carlos will be on the show to tell us about the new Foo Fighters album. What's that called again? Uh, it's called uh, Foo Fighters Number 7. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think it's Sonic Highways, actually. Sonic Highways. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, Serena may be back on the show. And if we're doing it during the day, Rick will be on the show, too. So join us for that show. It should be good. For updates and more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can even follow us on the Twitter at, at Blind Ninja under Blind under <laughs> underscore Ninja. I don't use Twitter. Uh, <laughs> our flagship show, Department of Defense, is still live every Saturday. Come join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. There are five other shows, including this one, available to stream at our website, blindninjastudios.com, or you can subscribe to on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or other shows, you should help support us. Uh, BlindNinjaStudios.com, at the bottom of the page, it has a thing called Patreon. Sign up. It works like a subscription slash donation service. You can donate anything as low as a dollar a month. And then you also get cool incentives, like seeing our pretty faces live and uh, hanging out and chatting with us. And Maybe some other stuff, too. <laughs> also, at our website, there's an Amazon link. If you click on that, it takes you to Amazon, do all your shopping like normal, and then when you check out, Amazon just gives a little money to us. And that's a wonderful thing, because it doesn't change the price of your products or anything. Uh, questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at blindnidgesfeedback at blindnidgesstudios.com or message us on Facebook. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.